What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Locked On Dolphins, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome in to the Tuesday, October the 3rd edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast brought to you by XBET. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. On today's show, a quick show for you guys, we go over the statistics from that horrific showing in London, talk about potential changes to the lineup once again, and just how much of an impact have all those circumstances leading into the season had on this team through three games. But first, as always, got to remind you guys... To subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Tuned In, or wherever you get your podcasts from, drop us a five-star rating, a nice little review. Subscriptions, reviews, and ratings are how podcasters are judged, so the more we get, the higher we go up the iTunes chart, the more it exposes us to more Dolphins, and it helps continue to grow and support the show, and we really appreciate that support, guys. Also, don't forget to check out the Locked On Sports family of podcasts, including the Locked On NFL podcast and Locked On Heat podcast for local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Lastly, follow me on Twitter at NFL and follow the show at LockedOnFins. And check out my personal website, 3rd10.com. The week three quarterback grades up right now. Week four coming out very soon. And before we dive into the statistics from the debacle in London on Sunday against the New Orleans Saints, I got to tell you guys about another site that provides top-notch statistics and in-depth analytics. That is, of course, ProFootballFocus.com. PFF is giving out a free Edge subscription to one winner every week for writing a review on iTunes and leaving your Twitter handle in the review. PFF provides NFL player grades, snap counts, positional ranks, fantasy projections, rankings, and tools for all you fantasy nuts out there. And for you guys into the draft, NFL draft coverage with PFF profiles and college stats, team and player pages featuring those PFF stats. And of course, Jeff Ratcliffe, director of fantasy for Pro Football Focus, will join the Lockdown Fantasy podcast every Thursday for 10 minutes. And Mike Renner will join the Lockdown NBA podcast every Wednesday as well. That's Pro Football Focus, guys. It's a great site. If you'd watch the games on Sunday night on NBC, they show the positional ranks of every player. That's from ProFootballFocus.com. The way you win the free PFF Edge subscription is you go ahead and leave us a nice little review on iTunes. Leave us your Twitter handle in there and we'll choose one winner every week for the free PFF Edge subscription. The $40 value, you guys, you cannot beat that. Please leave a review today and get yourself a free PFF Edge subscription. All right, let's go ahead and dive into the snap counts here off the jump and once again, it's pretty much the same story. I know Adam Gase keeps talking about potential changes, but he hasn't really followed through on it. I think the one that he was talking about was the tight end. And even still, Julius Thomas gets 39 snaps out of the 52 the Dolphins ran. 52, a very low number for an entire game. 
but he gets out there for three-fourths of the team snaps. Anthony Fasano sees a little bit of an increase in 18, which is 35%, but Marquise Gray still with just three snaps, just 6%. So I think that tight end position is where you could possibly see the change come in the future. I know Julius Thomas is not really becoming a, a big fan favorite right now amongst the Dolphins. But that's where we are right now. The offensive line, the mainstays were there. Again, the four guys, Bushrod, James, Pouncey, Tunzel played all 52. The big change this week was left guard. Anthony Steen got 43 snaps, and Jesse Davis got just nine. So Jesse Davis really taking a backseat to Anthony Steen. Looks like you have your starting five that's going to be there for at least the foreseeable future right now in Steen at left guard and then the rest of the usual suspects. As you guys all know, the receivers, same story again. Parker and Stills, 47 reps. Jarvis Landry, 46. So those guys are all at 90% roughly, give or take. The backup receivers, Jakeem Grant saw five snaps on Sunday and Leonte Cruz saw three snaps. So, you know, they're still not getting hardly any playing time on offense, but it is what it is. Kenyon Drake got nine reps and Damian Williams got 11 compared to Jay Ajayi's 32, which is a big decrease. I think a lot of that has to do with the way the game played out too. Obviously against the Chargers, they ran Ajayi a lot more simply because he was effective and they were winning the game or at least within a close ball game there at the end. And when you fall behind, you can't really do that. So that's why you see a little bit more of Drake and Williams. I would still contend that they should do that more often and play those guys more often in the future. But we'll see what happens if this team can be more competitive in games. On the defensive side, the Saints ran 74 offensive plays. So right there, 22 more plays in the Dolphins. That's, that's going to be a pretty good indictment of who won that game. And the 100% snap takers in this game, Lawrence Timmons and Kiko Alonso, once again, the linebackers. I think Lawrence Timmons kind of showed you he was the best player on the field on defense yesterday, at least up there with Sue and Rashad Jones in that game. Nate Allen saw 74% at safety. And then Cordrea Tankersley got 73%, one more snap than Xavier Howard. So those guys were your perimeter corners for all but three plays in the game. Rashad Jones came off the field for five, for four plays. He had 70. And Dominican Sue eats up 91% of the snaps, 67 out of the 74. Such an impressive number for a you know defensive tackle playing in the trenches. Andre Branch got 50 reps, which is almost 70% of the reps. That was a pretty big surprise. Bobby McCain's out there for 62% as normal. Cam Wake out there for 62%. That's pretty normal. Devon Godshill got 57%. And Charles Harris had 35 snaps, which is almost half of the snaps in the game. I think you're going to see a little bit more of him going forward. And William Hayes also got 32. So those four ends, Wake, Branch, Harris, and Hayes, all kind of sharing the similar reps that they've been getting throughout the course of the year. Wonder, be curious to see how that translates going into the, you know, deeper into the season as Harris gets more adapted and Andre Branch continues to prove that maybe that contract wasn't such a good idea after all. Linebackers, Mike Hole saw 25 reps, that's 35%, very typical for what you see in terms of a the third linebacker on the depth chart, if you will. Obviously, if Bobby McCain is going to give you 65%, then your linebacker is going to have to give you 35%. That's exactly what happened. And Chase Allen sees the biggest emotion going down to just three snaps on the day. Defensively, again, Vincent, Vincent Taylor got in there for 30% of the reps, so good to see him continue to get into the action and get himself more and more developed. Michael Thomas saw four snaps, so he got in there for, I'm guessing, Rashad Jones. Haven't seen it on tape yet. Alteron Werner saw just one snap coming in for Cordrea Tankersley in that one play he was out. So not much has changed in terms of snap counts and reps for this team. I'll be curious to see what happens next week. I'll uh, make it a point to point out those changes again next week because this week there wasn't very many. But let's get more into the raw statistics in this game and find out exactly what went wrong. We all know what went wrong in terms of the film, but let's see it from a statistical angle. The Saints gained 22 first downs compared to the Dolphins' 11. Just an absolute pitiful effort from that standpoint. Only 58 yards rushing for the Dolphins, just 86 for the Saints. 
So just 3.9 yards per carry for the Dolphins. That's not going to get it done in the ground game for Jay Ajayi. On the day as a whole, the Dolphins averaged just 4.3 yards per play. That's way lower than you want to be. You want to be up around 6 or 7 yards per play as an offense that's kind of how you keep the change moving. Something the Dolphins also didn't do, going just 1 for 8 on 3rd down, 0 for 1 on 4th down. So 1 out of 9 tries when they tried to move the sticks, couldn't do it. Whereas the Saints were 6 of 13 on 3rd down and 1 of 2 on 4th down. So the stats t- kind of tell you the the, uh, the story of the game, if you will. The Saints possessed the ball for 34 minutes and 28 seconds. The Dolphins just 25 minutes, 32 seconds. I mean, from that first drive on, it was an out-and-out just a thrashing all around. That first drive for the Dolphins goes 12 plays, 81 yards, eight and a half minutes, eating up eight and a half minutes of the first quarter. That's over an eighth of the game, half of the quarter, obviously. That's such a good way to start for the Dolphins. That was started at their own 15-yard line, really moved the ball, kept it in rhythm, kept going slants and, and quick stuff. It, it was just so impressive to see. And then from there, they go seven plays, three plays, five plays, three plays, three plays, five plays, six plays, and then four plays to end the game. Not a productive day for the Dolphins. Short drives, punts, turnover on downs, interception, didn't find the end zone, didn't find any field goals. No points for them once again. That's six points in the last two games. And really that six points came in the Jets game. Doesn't happen if they just let the game clock run out. So zero points across two games. On the season, averaging just 8.3 points per game. Not many teams going to win doing that. Very surprising they have a single win at this point. If not for a missed field goal that was a very makeable field goal by the Chargers kicker, the Dolphins are sitting at 0-3, and pretty much all chaos is ensuing. So is it time to panic right now? What do we take from all this stuff going forward? We'll get to that here in a second. This is the Lockdown Dolphins podcast. Your host, Travis Wingfield, at Wingfield NFL. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. All right, guys, this is the Lockdown Dolphins podcast at Wingfield NFL at Lockdown Fins. And I got to tell you guys about another gambling site. And I'm starting to think that you guys might think I'm a bit of a degenerate, which probably I am. So it all works out. But something I found that you guys are going to love is xbet.ag. Xbet has everything you need. It's like having Las Vegas in your pocket. With their mobile site, you just log in, bet on any game you want right from your phone. You have to check them out. Their website is easy and clean to use and very aesthetically pleasing. They offer live in-game waging, turning your fourth quarter faith and emotional overtimes into heart-pounding cash-stacking opportunities. I'll tell you guys, I love Saturdays for the college betting because I don't bet on the NFL because it's tough. But when I bet on college, it's just as much fun as watching a Dolphins game. So get yourself to xbet.ag today. When you join xbet.ag, use promo code xbet and you'll get up to 100% bonus on your first deposit. That's xbet.ag. Start betting and start winning today. Plus, if you refer a a friend, you'll get up to 100% on their first deposit too. So you help them out and they'll help you out. So xbet.ag, it's like bringing Las Vegas right to your phone, the newest and most exciting betting platform on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code xbet to claim your bonus. All right, so that takes care of the advertising, guys. I talked about potential roster changes and... You know, I mentioned the tight end position. We've, we've been kind of harping on that for a while now. I think left guard is another place you could look at, maybe even right guard. 
I don't really know what to expect out of Isaac Asiata if he's ready to go, but Jermon Bushrod not having the best start to the year, I think we all kind of maybe saw that as a possibility. The right guard position certainly wasn't one that we were 100% confident in coming into the year, and left guard's kind of the same story. And that offensive line on the interior is just kind of getting worked over. I'll have more for you guys in the film study tomorrow on tomorrow's show as the film comes out today for the Dolphins. But I just wanted to kind of talk about those positions. And obviously, you know, the quarterback is a hot topic again, and as it always is going to be. I talked about it on yesterday's show a little bit about the possibility of making the switch to Matt Moore. It's such a tricky situation. I think you could do it, but like I said in yesterday's show, you you run the risk of losing Jay Cutler as a backup, and then you're stuck with Brandon Dowdy as the backup quarterback, which with Matt Moore as your starter, he's going to see time. It's just the way it is with Matt Moore. He's not going to play you know, 13 or 12 consecutive games in a row like you'd be asking him to do. But Adam Gaze emphatically said that we're sticking with Jay Cutler. He did the same thing last year with Ryan Tannehill when everyone seemed to want to go to Matt Moore for whatever reason that was. I guess they wanted to see him get sacked behind Jamil Douglas and Billy Turner and Dallas Thomas. Nonetheless, Jay Cutler still the quarterback. I think that that's a change you could keep an eye on moving forward if the Dolphins offense continues to sputter the way it has. You know, we don't we don't get a chance to go into that quarterback room and meet with Adam Gaze and Jay Cutler and Matt Moore and see what exactly those conversations are like. But the more they struggle, I have to imagine the more Jay Cutler becomes disconnected with this team. And if that's the case, that's probably when you do go to Matt Moore. Does Matt Moore want to play or does he want to be on the sideline? I mean, right now he's kind of trying to rescue a, you know, a drowning team at this point. We'll see what happens. I think that this week for sure Cutler's going to be out there. I, I mean, Gaze has already told us that, so that's for sure thing. Going forward, I think he will stay into the... In the lineup, at least, I would say, up until the Baltimore game, I think it's probably Jay's job to lose until then. If we have, you know, four more stinkers up to that point, or excuse me, three more stinkers, then I think you might be able to start looking. So maybe midseason is when you start entertaining that idea. For now, it's not going to happen. Don't count on it. But I think it's something that certainly bears watching moving forward. And then the last point I wanted to make before we got out of here for today's show, guys, was talking about the potential impact of Hurricane Irma and what it did to the Dolphins. If you look up further north in the state, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are very close to being a one and two team. They got a lot of hype around them after beating the crap out of the Bears in week one, or I guess week two, their first game. And everyone kind of vindicated their offseason predictions of them. And then they go out and get kind of embarrassed by the Vikings. And then on Sunday's game against the Giants, they eked one out at the buzzer against a pretty bad Giants team. So are these performances indicative of how these teams are? Is it just early season football? Is the hurricane having an impact? I think I think it's way too early to say either way. I mean, Adam Gaze even said we've been in a lot worse positions last year, going one and four than being one and two right now. So it could be a lot worse. I know losing to the Jets is never good. Scoring no points against a bad Saints defense is never good. But you have to remember these games are always, you know, when we get into December, these games aren't going to really, you're not going to remember these games so much. And it happened last year. Those games, everyone just kind of put them out of their mind and said, okay, well, the Dolphins are what they are in November and December. That's when you start to find out what you are. But obviously these games count and you do have to start stacking up some wins at some point. So if the Dolphins can survive a couple of games here and there and get themselves in position to make a run at the end of the season, the schedule obviously gets tougher but that's when you find out more who you are as a football team and you can start to develop that identity and build off of that. So don't throw everything overboard just yet. Give it another couple of games. I know these next two opponents are tough. 
Marcus Mariota is supposed to be day-to-day with the hamstring. We'll see what happens with him. I'll have you guys updated on that throughout the week. That's going to do it for today's show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review. Check out the other Locked On Sports podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL and check out thirdand10.com. Be back tomorrow with another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Dolphins football. Fins up. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.